0: Hello and welcome back to the Three for Thursday podcast on fmi.online where every week we look at three areas in the field of finance. Uh, I'm your host Paul Hewitt, a director of fmi.online and today's Three for Thursday is the top three ways to understand trade surveillance and market abuse. Our expert guest on this area today is Carlos Garcia, a business and finance professional focusing on capital markets, products, investment, banking and brokerage, and currently compliance analyst at Northern Trust Corporation in the Philippines. Carlos, this is your second time in the chair and mine too. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much, Paul. Great to be here. It's an honor. It's great to see you one more time. Last time, Carlos, you were here, you talked about your passion for real estate investing. This time, you're here in your professional roles more than anything in global banks such as Northern Trust, HSBC, State Street, and JP Morgan. Uh, That is certainly a CV to die for. (laughs) Do you want to say a little thing, uh, uh, one or two things about you and your work in this area for our listeners before we begin on our three for Thursday topics?
1: Sure, sure. Thank you, Paul. I've been with those, banks, as you mentioned, uh, handling the middle office, back office as well. So mostly the trade, the life cycle. When you book a trade, then it comes to us, then confirmed, then we can reconcile and set the settlements come in. And part of the HSBC world, you know, the surveillance would come in, and we track and monitor some of the anomalous coding code and some of the traders that this is is monitored
0: by. Absolutely. And you you mentioned the word middle office and back office, which I sometimes describe as everything that happens after the trader presses the button, including a lot of things that happen before the trader presses the button. (laughs) It's so important to get these trades right, Carlos. Exactly. So uh, it's often said uh, as we move to our three for Thursday topic today, the top three ways to understand trade surveillance, including market abuse. It's often said that the compliance function is one of the few areas in an investment bank that can stop its bank in its tracks. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you do on a typical day, Carlos, if I may say? Uh, Mm -hmm. Why do you do it? Why is it such an important part in understanding investment banking end-to-end trade process? Thank you so much, Paul. Um, First of all, um, one of
1: three ways that I do what I do is you look at the traders' perspective, you know, market abuses is everywhere. You know, you know the famous movie about you know the Wolf of Wall Street and something like that. <laughs> Memory. <I'm a play. laughs> there are a lot of, you know, uh, that's why somehow there are a lot of regulators nowadays, you know, like Pindra and NFA and SEC. And what why we do what we do is you know to provide a you know somehow a mitigating adverse impact on the market, the financial markets, and also a fair game for all the market participants. So why we do what we do? Uh, We look at the trader's perspective as well. And why somehow um, the trader is doing for gain or avoidance of any loss, then we track those traders somehow in how they do things. We look at vendors such as um, Bloomberg, in Reuters and you somehow definitive and something like that. So in any cases we are looking at every angle or perspective that might what that we discount or escalate further those um trades that have been made. So the traders being so, surveilled.
0: <clears throat> so do you see your role then as as a as a sword which is attacking bad practice or do you mm-hmm. see your role more as a shield? Which is protecting market participants.
1: Others, it's more than a, it's more than a double-edged sword. You know, somehow, you have the blade and you have the, the blade that cannot cut. Somehow.
0: I <laughs> like that image. I like that image. Um, and, and just just one other thing, just picking up on what you just said. Um, you you used some quite well-known and sometimes hollywood filmed examples where the market abuse is clear and evidence because of of amoral or immoral or just illegal practices do you also see some traders unwittingly making trades that could distort the market they might have breached their desk limits or whatever that they might be doing is that also part of your world so a bit more positive supportive rather than just clamping down on a legal practice,
1: on a day-to-day basis, yes, for well, actually, uh, we see, you know, somehow it, you can see in the Bloomberg space that somehow abruptly and explicitly they are placing orders, <laughs> for example, pumping the pumping the price up, and then selling at the top, you know, because you know it creates an illusion for some of the market participants that this price is going up, you know, then somehow. They would buy sweat, and then somehow that's just just one of the market abuses somehow it's more like insider trading and dissemination of you know information or market price manipulation something like that you know and somehow uh when you pop up the price you know like this what, the, what you mentioned about the movies and so I, i'm not sure if you saw that and you know some of the fraud you know it's it's famous Um uh, market abuse, one of the examples of that is somehow being fraud, you know, securities fraud and you disseminate information that this price or this this also the first part of Wall Street somehow is more on the insider trading. And it's also disseminating. Calling all the brokers that he know, Blue Horse Show Love and a Steel and something like that. This stock's going up and this stock is going this investor is going to invest heavily on in this stock, you might as well go in. But the thing is that the investor is already in. Then the the disseminated information that the stock's going up, those are those are the ones who is wrapping up the price. And then the investor would come somehow would liquidate all of the assets.
0: So it, it almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you see momentum, in other words, the direction of a price going up, you might be tempted yes. to say, let me buy into this stock, whatever it might be now, yes. uh, and benefit. But some yes. people who might have got in at the very start of the upward journey are really looking for a way out to, to, to capitalize their losses. And that that is market abuse. Yes, exactly. And they are heavily fined once we got them <laughs> and go
1: jail time
0: as well. <laughs> I, I guess the difficulty is identifying when there is intention and when you were just lucky that you happened to buy into a stock at the right time. Exactly, exactly. And I'm, the I'm sure everyone is. will argue. Yeah, everyone will argue. <laughs> Look, so, so the first top way to understand trades finance is, is to recognise the impact of market abuse uh, and certainly to protect the rest of the market to ensure that all participants play on a yes. fair playing field. Exactly. Yes. Thank and you. Also being
1: say, say one more um, time. Also, also being in a market survey second work probably somehow Um being in a trader's perspective you have to also have a trader's knowledge and trading knowledge as so, well. You know and that's how we do that is you know because you're looking at it backwards rather than You know, anticipating the price going up, something
0: like that. In effect, you're looking at the trade after it's happened to try to unravel it. Is that what you mean by looking at it backwards? Exactly. Yeah,
1: after it happened, we have a week of that. I look
0: that period, for example. So I've got. So, so is is that almost your 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 second way to understand it, which is think of the trade from the trader's perspective, and almost unravel with your. A hindsight view uh just try and work out what was the position before the trade yeah exactly wow that is i mean that sounds both forensic and interesting and it also because i know uh, having looked at some of your background there is an element i think of forensic accounting uh and some some elements almost of your work as a six sigma yellow belt um because it really is looking for accurate <laughs> transmission uh, of data within that Yes, exactly. The, the, the term is
1: correct for NC because we're like the FBI of you know trading, you know the first level investigation of that. We are not in the processing side. We are not on the trading side, but we are on the
0: investigation side. Absolutely fantastic. I, I think I've got then uh, stage one. It, it, it's it's your role is to try to make sure that the the the, the playing field is fair. Uh, second, you need to think like a trader because you almost need to unravel. The impact of the trade Carlos what's your third way uh to understand trade surveillance uh, or market abuse
1: um get certificate get certified
0: get certifications
1: and the Cfas you know and also um some of the certifications like finra series 63 series seven, and some of the certified fraud examiner as well those are get get yourself certified, learn the market, learn the participants, the institutional and retail investors, and somehow, and FMI as well. Get certified in FMI as well. I, I,
0: and, thank you. Thank you for that shameless bit of marketing on our behalf, because I was going to raise exactly that. Get certified in <laughs> FMI as well. Yeah.
1: And also, um, it's uh, this is a really good platform, you know, um, because learning and uh, let me just uh, somehow. Um, in investment banking and capital markets, those are um, one of the top macho and top game that you can be in in the capital markets arena. In investment banking is you know, mergers and acquisition and also um, being in the IPO scene. You can learn all of that in
0: FMI. <laughs> you, you can and again thank you you're, you're doing our marketing from our behalf <laughs> but, but my guess your the whole process about certification is to understand the whole of the market in all of its different guises because yes, exactly. i think you you mentioned the the mna space quite often is where you can see market abuse because stock prices are moving anyway yes exactly
1: and when there's an mna when there's a the corporate pressure, for example.
0: You know there
1: there are a lot of you know um, gossips around the market, market participants, brokers, and traders. You know, Warren Buffett is going in the, in this kind of stuff, it's something like that.
0: It's up to them. It's up to you. Right. How to use that
1: information for your game.
0: And part of my guess, part of your forensic challenge then in the mergers and acquisition space is to understand well what what do you think is a fair price movement and what do you think is market abuse. Exactly. Uh, and how you can unravel certainly the trade flows and the trade deals that might suggest the latter rather than the former exactly what well, if, if i may so so to, you know we can understand we can appreciate the regulation side is one way we can appreciate thinking like a trader we can appreciate in terms of the role uh in terms of making sure that there is a living player field for all participants just in the final minute or so for this podcast, uh, what are some of the skills then that you feel are really important to the role uh, that, that, that that students perhaps might want to bring to the table uh, mm-hmm. if they wanted a career in trade surveillance or, or understanding yeah. market abuse?
1: Okay. I think this, these are all being offered by FMI. So in your website, learn the products equities, fixed income, derivatives, features, options, FX's, FX derivatives, you know, learn all of that in FMI, enroll yourself. And also um, skills, Excel skills, Microsoft Excel, is really important not just in our industry as well. And also learn, if you can, Bloomberg, if you can buy a subscription, get one yourself, or you can, you know, join a company through FMI, that offers uh, somehow on the side that uses Bloomberg as a vendor you can also do that and you know and thank you so much for somehow you know being the middleman for the banks and the talents for the banks because we need someone like you you know because FMI in investment banking is a very lucrative space it's a very lucrative uh, industry and career you cannot just barge in. And yeah, I want to be a trader here. No, that's not easy. That's not a walk in the park. You know, it's not a, I'm, I'm highly qualified to be a trader here no, It's not that easy.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. And I suspect uh, as a result of this podcast, our, our listeners can certainly appreciate that this is not easy. Trade surveillance, a critical part the compliance function within an investment bank. Essential focus on ensuring activities are right and legal and fair. Uh, and the key skills in terms of product knowledge resilience accuracy diligence thank you for bringing those skills to this podcast Uh, and thank you too for our listeners who have listened to our podcast so far really big thank you to those who have given feedback on some of the future three for thursdays and the past three for thursdays that we can and could do please keep your feedback coming in Please also drop me a message on LinkedIn or any other contact uh, that you've got for me or for fmi.online. And we'd love your support. You can do that by rating, reviewing, subscribing to our Three for Thursday podcasts. Uh, and finally, listeners, have a look at our free resources at fmi.online. Carlos has done a really good job at plugging those over the last few minutes of this uh, of this podcast. There are a lot of resources there, all of them, have been accredited by the London Institute of Banking and Finance, and our resources are growing all of the time. But Carlos, thank you so much for your time. See you next Thursday for the next FMI.online 3 for Thursday podcast.